0: Diaz. What is going on Philadelphia? Welcome on into today's Union Match Recap. Of course, we are a little bit late on the Union Match Recap, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, it was Father's Day. It was Dad's Weekend. So before we start, Dad's Day, happy Dad's Week to all dads out there. I hope everyone had a great weekend spending time with Pop. I spent Saturday night with my girl's dad. Spent Sunday with my actual father. So, I was quite busy with the dads. But that—that's—that's why—that's as should be. As should be. Those dads give us a lot. Obviously, very important, and obviously very thankful for my father and everything that he's given us. So, um, spent watching Phillies uh, mid, midday game on, on Father's Day, which I'll talk about that after this video. And of course, Saturday night um, watched the Union uh, on uh, my handy dandy MacBook. And I uh, was at every intention of recording on Sunday morning. But, of course, I needed some rest. I haven't had much sleep, so I slept <laughs> slept like almost 10 hours. Yeah, I, I hate I hate to say that. I hate to actually announce that. But that's exact, that is exactly what happened. But um, I've had actually enough time over 24 hours to digest what happened Saturday night at Subaru Park. I actually, like a nut job that I am, watched this match twice. Yeah. I watched this match twice just to kind of break down. There was a lot of things to break down. There was a lot of things to kind of digest. Um, look, I, overall, this, yes, this is a disappointing result. I know that FC Cincinnati has improved, and we're going to give a lot of kudos and praise to FC Cincinnati and, more importantly, Pat Noonan. The way he has these guys kind of work, and it's, it's truly remarkable. You need to get a 1-1 draw on Saturday night. And honestly, it felt like a loss. Honestly, FC Cincinnati should have probably won that match. But they did a great job of just knowing the Union like the back of their hand. And that's part and due because there was a lot of core pieces with Cincinnati that knew Philly very, very well. And the result being in hand and FC Cincinnati going to walk out of Subaru Park feeling like they got a dub. And we have work to do because coming out of the break, there was an anticipation with this team. There was hope that they would start off this the second or this part of the season after this three week international break hiatus. And they were gonna get the ball jumping. And it, it seemed like that through the first 20 minutes. And the union being the union this year, it just they did not finish it. And that's we thought we thought we were heading in a different spot after two solid results against Portland and against New England. And then this this one happens. It just kind of feels like we're taking a step back, but there was different factors. We're gonna break it all down, and we're gonna talk about this match. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning on into Uni Match Recap. Really do appreciate. it. I know this is a late one. I know this is an early one as well. It's uh, about eight o'clock in the morning here, Eastern Standard Time. So a little bit early for some of my Uni fans, but it's all good. Uh, this will be, of course, uh, on the YouTube site after, and of course, you will have this. Uh, right up on um, where we stream podcast as well. And after this, we'll be doing Phillies game recap. So don't worry. We'll be talking about it's going to be more of a Phillies takeaway. We're going to talk about the Phillies uh, series against the Nationals as a whole, some concerns. Of course, we're not going to have backstage open today. Uh, we're not going to have people coming on. But if you guys want to throw a comment, comment section, I'll be more happy. As Mike is telling us already. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Hope you have had a great weekend. Hope you had a great day. Hope you uh, try to enjoy that match on Saturday. Uh, against FC Cincinnati. Uh, before we dive into today's match recap, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, I want to thank our sponsor of today's union match recap. Lot Terrain watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out La Terrain watches. We're talking high quality watches at a bargain price. And when you head on over to the checkout page, I got you guys with that promo code. Use promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a loud watch. The link will be in the descriptions below, so you guys can go check them out. Great, great, great catalog of different assortments of different watches and accessories as well, so definitely check it out and use that promo code. Definitely want to take advantage of 10% off, guys. 10% off. 10% off of anything, especially these days. Have you seen gas? Have you seen inflation prices? Definitely take advantage of that. All right, let's get right. Let's get straight to it, guys. So we're gonna start uh, looking back at some of the action that went down in this match. and really for the first 20 minutes, the union were just you know they they were ready to play. but Cincinnati was also ready to play. It was a good back and forth and it was good test, you know obviously in the first couple minutes of every match, it's a feeler out period. And obviously, when you have two teams that are very familiar with one another, uh, it makes things very, very interesting. but obviously it was clear as day that this was not going to be. Your mom and dad's FC Cincinnati team. What I mean by that, the past couple of years, this has obviously been an atrocious team in this league. They, they, it's the reason why they have won a couple of wooden spoons in their three or four year existence. But they seemed a lot more organized. They seemed a lot more confident. And more importantly, it seemed like they understood exactly how to play us. And that's all in part to do um, with Noonan. Just his flexibility tactically, he, he did not have his uh is his first choice starting 11. Uh, there was no luciano costa starting in this match uh he had body Elp i start at that number 10 role there they even had harris medunin they had some sort of a diamond kind of set in a th- uh in a three it was what is this a a three four one two very very interesting tactical choice there but that's again pat noonan just showing his tactical flexibility and that's really what's been making him so so good in this match in in this season here for fc cincinnati but we're gonna pick this up in the 17th minute where julian caranza in the final third uh in the end of, of, of fc cincinnati does a great job of just um winning a ball at the at the goal line or at the end line i'm sorry um, and he wins it from, from I believe it was bl- uh, from Brenner. I believe he won a ball from Brenner. Uh, and he gets this he, the ball he wins at the end line. He passes it to uh, Alejandro Berdolle, who's at the corner of the box. And then Ali just takes a couple steps in, finds that little alleyway, and he hits a beautiful left-footed curler to the left side of the net. And that he had just enough space for this ball to curl in. And that's how it would start. An early one nothing lead. Ali's going crazy. He's on Jim Kern like war, like sort of like when when uh when uh jacob jumped on jim current after that cracking goal in Atlanta uh, but it was it was great and you know it was a great atmosphere super Bowl park packed house everyone's going wow doop doop, doop 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 you know you know shebang so there you go up one nothing through through 18 minutes now here's a tough test because you got an early goalie and we've seen this team throughout the entire season being able to get early leads, but having difficulties of keep holding on to those leads. And after that, for about 20 or so minutes, FC Cincinnati were piling on. Um, I really thought that they also did a great job. A lot of teams, I feel when they're playing the uni, they try to just go straight on ahead with our back line. What I really thought was brilliant of FC Cincinnati they took a lot of long shots. Whether it was Harris, whether it was Brandon Vasquez, Badiel. Um, and I, and I, and if you guys remember last year, um, Jose Brujo Martinez was taking a lot of long shots, and Jim answered to that in a presser, and he was saying that I'm okay with that because what I'm doing it's bringing the back line closer to try to to defend that, so that is allowing uh, easy channels for the forwards to kind of run into, and you know, uh, I said I did take advantage of that, but bring. Those those that back line up was definitely smarter when you got a forward like Brandon Vasquez, who makes great runs. I think that's a brilliant idea. And Brandon Vasquez, with those brilliant runs, he really made a great heads up play on a set piece corner kick 39th minute. Uh, He does a great job of redirecting a ball that kind of squirted through after in a corner kick in our zone and the F Cincinnati off of that. Would draw it up and that's brandon vasquez i think the, the last match that fc had before international break um they had a similar brandon vasquez had a similar goal as well like that and he's just such a smart tough fast player uh and he he got his he got his reward in this match and he got the one the the equalizing goal a little bit before halftime second half we did not have any goals but I thought for the latter part of the 30 minutes, the union had better opportunities. But of course, they could not capitalize on those opportunities. Um, The substitutions were definitely something we'll talk about as well, but nothing really prevalent. And unfortunately for the Philadelphia Union, they walk away with a a point. And for Cincinnati, they're going back to Cincy feeling good about themselves. They were going into this match, and it was clear as day. They were going into this match with every intentions of walking out with three points. And that's just kudos to to their leader, Pat Newton. And unfortunately for us, we walk away with a point. And, and it, it honestly leaves more question marks for the Philadelphia um, than it is for FC Cincinnati for sure. But um, it's funny because we talked about in a preview, the whole teacher versus the student, the Jedi master versus the Padawan learner type of uh, storyline that was behind this match. And it really, you really felt that. You really felt. This was a tactical chess match, and I love those as a soccer geek. I love seeing because it was clear for me Cincinnati was just really brilliant on their tactical side. Because look, we know that philly it, it, it just, it's just—it's a one-trick pony. It's four-four-two dime. It's a high press. It's the compact midfield. So some of the things that they were kind of doing—it it was honestly brilliant, like to the point of the high press. You know i really noticed that celentino after you know a couple minutes in this match he's like why would i try to build from the back when i know that there's going to be ua carranza and and, and gazdag just pressing up to these guys and why would i even risk it so every chance there was whether it be goalie picking up the ball and clearing it out or a goal kick literally cleared it out go and put punting that bad boy to midfield it's obviously, a smart move. What would you put yourself at risk when you know that the Philadelphia Union have a really solid high press? Like, why would you even take the risk of that? And so, I, I really thought that they were smart in that aspect, um, taking advantage of the of, of the the width of the Union, where we do know that they like to try to attack with, and when S like to run a three back set, you know, obviously that brings some compactness, and it's going to open. There's there lends to be space out wide, especially if you if you beat. The wing backs that um, FCC have and Gaddis and Nelson, which we'll talk about our boy Ray Gaddis as well. But um, it it was it honestly wasn't just the familiarity of both coaches, but you had Harris Bedounian out there, you had Ray Gaddis out there, very familiar with the Philadelphia Union, and of course you had Alvis Powell on the bench too. Don't let's not forget Alvis. Uh, But yeah, it's so that really lent to uh, FCN kind of understanding and knowing how to play the Philadelphia, and I thought that was absolutely big as well. But yeah, overall look I I this is not the FC Cincinnati team that we you all anticipate. You know, I think uh, JP mentioned it in the broadcast that in the past if FC Cincinnati were to go down early, typically you add some more goals and it was done. But this is a different team, man. It it was, it was absolutely a different team. They, they scored the goal and they looked more poised and they looked like they were destined to add also some more goals, but Definitely kudos to them. Um, they the confidence was definitely there. You can truly feel you can truly feel in the way that they were playing. Um, they knew everywhere that the union were. And again, when you are that predictable as a team with your tactics, that's bound to happen. Especially with FCN, who know exactly what they're going to do. Especially with their organized play, they control a lot of the pace of the match, especially through parts of that f- the first half and the second half. I thought the union had some good opportunities, but. Like we've talked about before, the inability to finish in the final third really killed the Philadelphia Union, and and when they even tried to use somewhat of a low block, FCS and I were just really smart and just uh, attacking space. And it's funny because you know they call the Union the space eaters; they know how to attack spaces, and not so much the ball, not so much the player, but they attack the space. And when the Union had a, a, had the ball, turned the ball over in the final and the final third of their own end. And we're trying to go on that counterattack. FC Cincinnati knew to clog up those channels that they would usually pass it to Gazza Caranza. Gazza in that first half is not really into the match. That's because FC Cincinnati knew. Okay, they got you need turn the ball or you got the ball now. Where's Gazza? Right off the bat, where's Gazza? And the the counterattack just did not look fluid whatsoever. And that's. Why I felt like S C N just dominated possession because the Union had a tough time of getting out of the the, the their half, their own half, and and S C N would be able to get the ball and get some get some uh, um, get some possession going, and they really dominated in that in that aspect. But it, it really it really 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 was uh, was a tough one there for the Union to kind of get get away from. But um, that's something they're going to have to fix because if you're not going to, that's what I'm talking about when I say having that flexibility like that. You see what Pat Newton has done there different types of formation, different types types of tactics. And you saw here that, look, they're, they, they know, they know you're going to run that low block. They know you're trying to get the ball to Gazek. You got to find different ways. And, and in a match where, you know, especially they, Ray Gaddis did a really, really good job on Kai Wagner. He matched his step, step for step. And Kai, in the first part of the, the first couple minutes, first 10 minutes of this match, does a great job um, beating Ray Gaddis. In at the near the end line, uh in nice zone, and he wins the ball. With Ray Gaddis, and then after that, Ray just picked it up. And by the way, Ray looked a little beef. He looked a little more jacked than usual. He looks more in shape than I ever seen in his entire career here in Philadelphia. And Ray came to play, and and you know, Kai better be on notice now you know kai's got aspirations of playing in the premier league and then bundesliga look if you're gonna get beat and, and no disrespect to ray because obviously look we obviously love ray Gattis here but if kai has aspirations of playing in one of those big leagues you're not gonna allow a ray Gaddis to put you in your place ray matched his step step for step kai wasn't even involved in the attack in the first half and typically a guy like kai is always involved in the union attack and that's definitely a bit, a bit of a concern for this one. But uh, the attack really came from that right side of, of, of the midfield or right side of the field. I'm sorry. And that was definitely uh, interesting to see that how uh, Kai Wagner was kind of just shut down there. But um, it was that was a different that was definitely a factor in this as well. But um, the substitutions now, obviously, heading into this match, we knew that the bench for the uni was definitely a little bit thin and. We do also know that, you know, uh, Michael Ua has been, he hasn't been fully 100% this entire season. And that's been clearly evident and it is what it is. But we have to try to preserve him for the playoffs because that's really when we need him most. So that it is what it is there. Um, And we also knew that no Paxson, no Quinn, no Jack, nor Brandon Craig, which, you know, I mean, we're not really going to sub in Brandon Craig these days, but. That obviously the bench for the union was really thin. And I there was a lot of criticism with the substitutions of Jim Curtin. Here's what I'll say. Uh, Corey Burke. I mean, Corey Burke comes to the match in the first couple minutes. He already gets a yellow card. And there's an ill-advised yellow card as well. Corey' strengths are his pace. He's got long strides. He's very fast. And especially when you're running a counterattack, he's really useful in that. And when you're running high presses as well. Very useful in that aspect. But then you have Gazdag, right? And then when you when you have an attack and you're trying to build up and you're trying to move into the final third and you're trying to attack that way, Corey sh- typically struggles. He struggles in tight spaces. He just does not know what to do. There was a couple instances where the Union are going on a counterattack. They got the ball in the final third. And, you know, uh, gazzak gets the ball to Corey and Corey's in the box and He's just taking way too much time to make a decision, either passing it to someone else or taking a shot or finding a way to create some more space. And that's, that's the type of issues that we're talking about him struggling in those tight spaces. And so, I mean, we talked about it before love Corey and I'm not going to take anything away from Corey for what he has done for this club, because his story is honestly remarkable. And look for the fact that he's now a starter for the Jamaican national team is fantastic as well. But, we need someone who knows how to score goals. And no, I don't want to go out and get an Andrew Vutin again or a Matias Davo again. I would like to go out and get a veteran or preferably some experience. The MLS. Here's the problem: I'm trying to find those guys, especially right now in the off season or in the, in the summer. I'm sorry, it's tough. So that typically means you have to find a veteran outside in this country and in the world. And again, that's that's a risk in its own right because you know familiar with this league is definitely big, but you're not having forward depth is definitely a, a, a good enough forward depth because even like situation like today because obviously you're not playing full ninety, which I'm okay with. Like I'm definitely okay with it. it's going to come. I'm not. I'm really not worried about that. But even like today, like no Sergio, right? Sergio obviously has been go- trying to get his uh, his v situation settled, and that's been the delay, and that's why he's in, he wasn't in the 11, or in the 18 here today. So you were you were thin. Then obviously, you also had Chris Donovan, who we talked about in the preview. We, he actually saw time. He, I think he came in around the 85th minute. So he about, had about five minutes or so to kind of, you know, get, get acclimated and show what, kind of what he has there, which um, really didn't see much on him. But saw some good pace, but nothing too much on the ball. Um, but that's definitely an issue there. And I think the union should definitely look into finding some sort of uh, another forward uh, to kind of compete. You know, uh, I mean, Chris Donovan is a great story. I need to see more before I make a final judgment, but to me, it just feels like they're just giving a shot to a guy who's kind of been impressing in training and obviously in his time with Union too. So we'll we'll, we'll see what comes about that. But um, what's very interesting as well, we did see my, uh, Matt Rial come in the match for minutes as well, which that kind of expected. But, you know, Matt Real not someone who's going to be coming in, coming into this match very often. But I'm very I, my question for the bench is Jesus Bueno. Why is it that Bueno cannot get out on the pitch? That's just kind of my question mark. Now I'm not I'm not sitting here and saying that Jesus Bueno would actually be someone that could really come in and make a difference right off the bat. Because, in I, my opinion, I think he's more of a defensive midfielder from what I have seen so far, and that's the that's the other issue. I haven't seen enough of Jesus Bueno to make a full judgment of what it is his position is. But from my from my just a couple observations of watching him play he is a more of a six uh more of a holding guy back there but I would like to see it I mean it would not hurt to see him play at, at all um even even when you do those final minute substitutions it, it would it would definitely uh, make it interesting but it, it's interesting because I felt like in the final 30 minutes of this match I mean I thought that the union had better chances than they did in the let's say the 60 minutes of this match it, within the side of the match so it was it terrible. Was but um the attack was definitely an issue too overall i mean they, they had they had a couple clear chances but you know when when fc Cincinnati is dominating possession and the union get the ball they can't run that counterattack like they usually do that's a problem like we we constantly talk about if you can't create an attack off of a counterattack you got to find other ways. It, it's just that simple. You have to find other ways of getting it done. Um, overall, I thought the union did a good job of kind of uh, containing Brandon Vasquez. Obviously the corner kick is a different story. And um, I think this is like our now third goal we have allowed on a set piece, but that's, that's a different story. But overall they did a good job of containing Brandon Vasquez as best as you can. He is a really talented player and he should be getting some looks at the USMNT camp because the way he understands the game and makes the runs um and he's very tenacious he's a hard-working player and obviously he's got eight goals on the season for fc cincinnati it, that's that's truly truly impeccable and truly remarkable i thought the pitch looked good here today um there was an instance where ed martinez had to change his uh, his boots obviously we know this is a brand new surface for the union i believe it's the same surface that they use at the link and at citizens bank park so that's pretty dope keeping it philly philly right uh, but overall i think you as always just like when you get a brand new brand new shoes you just got to break it in there you just got to break in the surface there and i thought that it that it actually looked um pretty damn solid but look overall this is seven draws in your last eight matches you've been in, unbeaten um through eight which is good a good part about it right i mean you're not losing I mean you're adding on points but i think someone put out there that there've only been three teams in the last uh, in the last what, no, uh, ten no last 15 years that have done this, that have done seven draws in the last eight. That was the 2009 LA Galaxy, the 2011 Chicago Fire, and last year's Houston Dynamo teams. Two of those three teams, I'm sorry, one of those three teams made the playoffs, and that being the LA Galaxy. They were the runner-ups of the MLS Cup, lost to RSL. That was the heroic Cinderella story, Real Salt Lake, who won in these in Seattle for the MLS Cup so not not nothing look that many draws is not conducive for winning and the fact is is that you draw points yet again at home it is so important in any soccer league I don't care what it is I don't care if it's third division Bolivian soccer you have to find a way to win games at home as best as you possibly can Especially the soup, especially the soup on Saturday It was rocking. It was roaring. People missed the union. They wanted to get down because they haven't seen it so long. And to give them a point is just unacceptable. It really is. It really is. It really it's just unacceptable. And I know Jim tried to find different approaches to the attack. And I think that more so you just give credit to Pat Noonan for having a, a really good game plan of knowing how to slow down this team. And look, the thing, the thing is that that FCI team is not the, is not very strong, but Pat put those guys in good situations where they can succeed, made their jobs easier, and that's what a good leader does in the end. And that's why they were successful, and they walked away with the point. That's a win for Cincinnati. A team that has had what they've had over the past couple of years have just been losing in the MLS. For them to just get, this is a monumental moment here for Cincinnati. And they're knocking on a playoff spot. And I'm curious. To, now I'll say this. If we happen to meet up with Cincy in the playoffs, I feel fully confident that we would win. And this is why I'm not too concerned with this team. Like I know people are, are concerned and that people are upset. And everyone has every right to feel upset after this because you should have won. But I'm not concerned because the thing is, is that this team has done this before. Literally last year, we were in a, in a tough spot in the summer. We're, you know, we're, we're in between CCL. Uh, you're, you're trying to implement Daniel Gazzeck. You're trying to put implement Mateus Davo. So you you obviously had some pieces, and you had a bad run of form during last year's summer. And we saw what went down. We saw how they turned it around. We saw them go on a playoff run. That's why I have all the confidence that they will get that done as well. I do felt there was a little bit of complacency here tonight as well. I, I did feel that. Because when this team, for whatever reason, goes up early in matches, they seem to take the foot off the gas pedal. And that's in turn, you see what happens. But they should have had it. overall there should have been other goals match. But you gotta find a way to be more clinical in that final third. And it's just and it just is what it is man. It is what it is here. They're gonna have a week to figure this out because next up you got an NYCFC team. Now it'll be at home, which is good news. And NYCFC also did just lose Ronnie Dialas He's now heading over to the standard ledge. I think that's how you say. It. He's now being he now he's now um head manager over in Bel the Belgian soccer league and I forget what team it was I don't know if it was Club Brugge but I'll, I'll double check but regardless we'll preview that man we'll talk about it it should be a match that the Union could take three more points could they they have an, a clear shot opportunity of sweeping NYCFC and that would be really big uh, for this team and good way to bounce back and I'm not I'm not I'm not concerned. And I think that more, and again, more time that Gazda, Carranza, and Ua play together, they will definitely be much better as well. The talent is definitely. There. Carranza was pretty quiet in this. He had a couple nice shots. Um, I thought he did a great job positioning himself in the, in that box as well. Uh, I'm sorry, in the final third as well. Um, but overall, uh, I thought FCN did a great job of just trying to slow those guys down. So we'll see what happens. But guys, that's going to do it for today's uh, uni match recap. What's up, Soccer Tim? I see you there ace ace is the place with helpful hardware folks <laughs> were you at an italian restaurant yesterday yes i was how did you know and how did did you see me look at that people seeing me on father's day lunches awesome stuff all right guys it's gonna do it for union match recap thank you so much for tuning on in guys again the union draw one to one to fc cincinnati and we are off to NYCFC. fc Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure if you guys enjoy the content, do me the solid by hitting that like button. That would truly mean the world to me. And of course, make sure you guys do subscribe for more Philly sports content. We're about to get back on here and talk about the Phillies weekend. Uh, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, big thank you and a big shout out to our sponsor of Lots Terrain Watches. Make sure you guys check out Lots Terrain. And of course, make sure you guys use promo code Parcero Philly when you head on over to that checkout page. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name El Parcero Philly, and I am telling you guys to do porn